afternoon, good morning, good day. I hope that wherever you are, you're enjoying some RC stuff. My name is Charlie Swank. I'm here with I, I am here with Mike Chen. Mr. Chen, how are you doing today, sir? Not too bad. Can't complain. Me and Mr. Chen were just at, or Mr. Chen and I, were just at the Multi-GP Championships in Citrus Springs, Florida. Mike got to go out for what I would say is the entire event. They, they break it into two halves, one for sport class, one for pro class. And we're going to talk a little bit about our week at the Multi-GP Champs. Um, I had some travel changes that are coming up for later, I think, next month. And I also got, I'm getting an opportunity to go do drone announcing during a monster truck jam. So we're, we're going to talk about that. And of course, the real reason that all of you are listening is this month's winner of some free RC stuff. We'll get to that in just a little bit. Um, Mike, why don't we kick things off with your adventures in the sport class at the MultiGP Champs? I watched it online. I was very impressed. But give, give us your take on your racing, I guess you'd say, because Mike, Mike raced as well. And he did awesome, by the way. Spoiler alert. So qualifying went really good. Um, I kind of had a game plan in my head of figuring out where that wall was and then uh, taking a step back from it. <laughs> so crash wall. yeah. When you, when you, when you go too fast that you crash. Exactly. Okay. So mm-hmm. kind of figured that out. And then uh, I was sitting at the TQ position for a while. And then <laughs> in uh, the last couple of rounds, a couple people just literally started pulling I was installed. I was sitting sitting in second for a while after that. And then the last like three rounds of qualifying, people finally started pulling out some real fast laps. And then so I got bumped down to fifth overall for now, qualifying. F- funny story. I've never really seen Mike fly in real life very much. We were had off timing at IO and I missed most of his actual flying. So when I get up in the morning and I tune into MultiGP to get an update, I looked at Mike's like second overall qualifying. I'm like, oh man, they must have just got started and there's more people gonna fly. Come to find out the dude flies super fast and he you ended up, I think, qualifying fifth overall after it all ended. Yep. Um I felt pretty confident going into it, but uh, you know, putting it out into the universe that I wanted to just my my goal was to beat another pilot go who goes by the name of Free. Because he was the only one, other one that was putting down consistent fast times. Well, stupidly enough, that was my verbiage. So I did exactly what I said I was going to do. And <laughs> the verbiage should have been I was going to win the event. <laughs> so going into the uh, the brackets, um, I won my first, I think, three rounds of brackets. Three or four rounds of brackets. And then basically the top they they do brackets of four bottom two go to losers bracket and then uh top two advance so come down to the last uh the last bracket race before the finals of course i uh i get well i get mid-aired and just as i'm coming around a corner i see somebody who who uh point and shot a, a gate and ended up literally goomba stomping me <laughs> right out of the air I, I had missed your first round. I think I saw you advance in the second round, and then I saw the takeout, which which would you call it? When you get mid-air, it's always who hit me. There's no there's no question that you got taken out, obviously. <laughs> but uh, I was I was so sad when, when I when I saw you get you know beaten up by these guys. Oh, it's it is what it is. I mean, if I flew a little bit faster, I probably wouldn't have gotten hit. But at the same time, I put a strategy down, and I wanted to make sure I helped that strategy. Um, it's a little bit of luck sprinkled in. 
So, but you were essentially one race or one transfer spot away from uh, getting into the final four, which I was super impressed with. Yeah, I appreciate that. I, I would mean, crumble under the pressure like a stale cookie if it was me. So I was you flew good and got rammed, and that that was an honorable discharge, I guess. I don't know. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, shit, it happens. It's just one of those things where like you 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 can't avoid it. Because, you know, when you're averaging, I think I would say probably maybe averaging 70, 85 miles an hour. Right. So, like, you know, things happen real fast. <laughs> my, my thought was, is that getting mid-aired or something happening from a mid-air is better than crashing yourself out, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. So at least it was less your fault or whatever. Yeah. Not maybe not at all for that matter. Oh, I looked at the, I, I just went back through the footage this morning and I <laughs> literally came around, came through a gate and just started to hit my uh, corkscrew. And I literally see somebody else's quad just tangled in inside of mine. Ah. Yep. Good times. Yep. So, you know, it is what it is. I got back up the first time and almost, almost, uh, would, if I, if I stayed on it, I might've been okay, but. I ended up uh, kind of, I guess, I was just a little jittery getting back up and ran right into the side of the next gate. So <laughs> <laughs> it happens. Yep. Uh, I was like, all right. Uh, I got back up, finished the race, and uh, had a victory uh, quad spike. Sent yes. it about 100 foot into the air, turned it upside down, full throttled right into the ground. I saw that. I was impressed. I, I, I call that the, the Evan Turner. <laughs> he trademarks that when he wins a multi-gb championship not when he loses one but yeah whatever to each their own you know it's, it's marking the end of my race <laughs> it'll give you something to do so exactly so was was that your favorite part of your race weekend the football spike or do you have a, another highlight that's better than that because i thought that was pretty cool i think that the spike was probably the highlight i mean it is what it is like i got some really good footage and actually you know what the highlight was how much work these guys put into lighting up the track and making oh, yeah. it look super good not just for the spectators but also for the pilots now just to recap typically multi-gp races are from morning until after dark it's just how it works out october you know you get less daylight and typically they light the track from the perimeter with uh those portable floodlight spotlight type deals that you rent with the big generators and all that and it does a good enough job this year they leveled up their track to accommodate the spectators the 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 recording spectacle of getting dvr and all of this with a completely lit up track with leds inside of the gates along all of the paths to the gates they had arrows and all the indicators that made it look extremely cool uh, in person to watch the, the the drones fly line of sight, but also to watch online to follow along with the racing action. So uh, whoever's idea that was, that was awesome. And th they just started kind of adding them as the event went on on the first day. Is that, is that accurate? Uh, no. So they had everything set up. They just, the only thing they, they weren't a hundred percent sure of was how to do the flags. So all ah. at the end, like at the end of the very first night of qualifying, they were like, those flags aren't very visible. So <laughs> then they, they, they got some more conduit up and, uh, basically just strung an led right down the piece of conduit and it did a phenomenal job. Um, I guess if anybody wants to see, I'm going to, selflessly promote myself here yeah. <laughs> uh i'm 1337 chen 
that's Charlie Henry Echo Nancy on Instagram and uh, the bits D A underscore B I T S on TikTok. And I just the latest post I put up was uh, a nice little transitional flight that would go from daytime nice. to dusk into dark. And oh, cool. The, the, yeah, the dark, the dark looks so good in the FPV feed. And then in case you guys didn't know, we have a YouTube channel. It's called Hobo and Official. And maybe next Tuesday or the Tuesday after, I'll have footage from the flight line that shows the the monitors and all that stuff. So we'll be able to watch the racing. And we have daytime, nighttime footage on there as well. So you get some atmosphere on all that. But say say your Instagram again, slowly. It's 1337CHEN. Hmm. 1337CHEN. What stand for? That comes from well yeah or like late 90s early 2000s gaming oh i thought it was gonna be like your ham radio handle or something nope stands for elite oh uh-huh that makes sense. yeah you know turning the calculator upside down and typing yep. random things but numbers yeah yep that's hilarious i like uh-huh. it so so mike got through what was it three days of sport class you were there uh, Monday, tuesday uh, wednesday thursday no, just tuesday wednesday Okay. With sport class. So yeah, they had qualifying on Tuesday and then uh they uh we raced Wednesday. And then Thursday was uh was then we're transitioning now into pro class. So Thursday, Friday was qualify two days of qualifying for pro class. And uh yeah, and followed, Saturday was the race. Right. I followed along from home on Thursday and watched the stream, the live stream that multi GP does. And if you guys want to see any of the action, you can go on the YouTube, punch in multi-GP, and they have all of those still posted. They post the live stream as eight-hour or five-hour, whatever the segments are, and you can rewatch them and fast-forward and, and look for your favorite pilots or whatever. So just keep that in mind. But the live stream was, was very good this year. I thought it was super entertaining. They didn't have tons of downtime, and when they did, they had something on the screen that let you know what was going on. Um and the, the qualifying is qual. I mean, I get kind of sleepy during qualifying because we're just running laps. But uh, when I arrived, which was Friday afternoon, uh, it was still wrapping up qualifying, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah. So yeah. I had very little qualifying to sleep through, and then we went right into racing on Friday or Saturday, and I got a full twelve hours of racing action. Mike got me to the track at like. I don't know what time do we get there? Eight like fifteen, a little after one. No, no, uh, this was on Saturday. Oh, Saturday, yeah, we got there at eight fifteen to help finish the uh, finish track repairs. Mike helped. I watched. <laughs> Mike is the best, one of the better guys to have around at a drone race because he doesn't like when things aren't getting done, and he gets up and he goes and helps. I, I was still half asleep, so we were at the track all day from like set up until the very end of the finals and it was an overload of really awesome heads up bracket racing um multi gp does this thing where they take your total qualifying order for all the pilots and they break them into segments and they have individual brackets for all of that and one thing they switched up this year is that everybody raced on the final day so they had like a bracket of the bottom 15 or 16 and then they had a bracket of the low the 80th through 40th basically the what they called the next 40 and they had another bracket between the top 40 that would then qualify the eight people out of that to race with the fast eight from qualifying or something very similar to what that sounds like and they would bump they would bump the winner of each each uh round as well to the next uh i don't 
they didn't do that in the pro class. I think they did that in no. sports class, but because Mondo won the next forty, but he didn't get to race in the top forty. Oh, okay. So maybe they didn't. They did that. Well, they did do that in sports class. Maybe yeah, they did, it, I, I missed something then. In sports class, it was awesome that if you they did the same thing where they broke that bracket up and you could race your way from the bottom b- bracket all the way to the top bracket. And there was a dude who almost did that. Like he got through two complete brackets. And then quad doc went from the second bracket to the top bracket to move from like 20 something or 30 or something in the field up to ninth overall, which, you know, that's just cool. A cool way that multi-GP kind of switches up the competition format to keep everybody involved on the last day. And, and, you know, if you had a really bad weekend in qualifying, you can have a really good race weekend and or race day and move your way through the ladder. Um, they didn't do that for the progress for whatever reason. I think they had some different ideas for how they wanted to work out and they were, they had this, the top eight from qualifying didn't have to race until evening time. Like they didn't have to get back on the track until like six 30 or seven type of thing. So they had got like iced out for the day. And what I thought was pretty cool is multi GP gave what they called catch up packs where they looked at how many packs all the, the pilots in that round were getting or had, and they let everybody run a couple packs to get warmed up. So it was a pretty, I guess, unique race day for me where, Normally, there's a lot of waiting around and a lot of delays and a lot of questions being asked, but they did a fantastic job this year, keeping everybody informed on what was happening, who was on the track, why they were on the track. And uh, I don't know. I, I have a lot of nice things to say about this year's multi-GP champs. So that, 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 I guess that's my main thing that I took away from my couple of days there. Yeah, no, they've ran a fantastic job with everything. I mean, huge shout out to all the volunteers that make this event happen. I mean, it's absolutely incredible. Like the amount of manpower that you do not see to put on an event like this is incredible. Yeah. There's a there's several race parents that help out. There's a bunch of pilots that uh, take time out of their jobs to get time off of work to come out and volunteer to do a lot of terrible work for free like lugging heavy stuff around getting yelled at by doug all just 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 terrible things that you would never think that you, you could pay enough money for someone to do but these guys are they're into it they do it for a smile for a, a round of applause at the end of the day type of deal so um chris thomas i mean he must he must have some sort of kool-aid that he gets all these multi-gp volunteers to sign up and, and do all this <laughs> off, right like seems like a bad idea but they keep coming back for more Yep. So I think for multi-GP champs, they're going to have a lot to live up to because this was, as many pilots have posted, one of the best ones yet, and they're going to have to do it again next year. And I don't know, I mean, what do you think? Back at No Quarter Ranch again? I really like that place. I really like the venue. I really yeah. do. I mean, the, the space is great. The flight line's amazing. And actually that stage um, that uh, Mark, Mark, is, Mark, Mark built was incredible. Um. Yeah, I mean I, that, that that venue is just absolutely incredible. Right, they have plenty of land space. And if you don't know, go on Facebook, look up No Quarter Ranch. If you're in the Orlando, Tampa, Florida, they're like an hour and a half outside of um, Orlando. It's kind of the same distance from Tampa type of deal. But if you have any interest in drone racing, they hold weekly club races and stuff like that. It's like 10 bucks to go fly all day long. They got together with the good people of Rotor Riot, and they will be building a freestyle section um on half like a quarter maybe half of the property on the other side so that'll be super awesome because my understanding is like many areas 
Florida is suffering a we don't like drones in our parks situation and the freestyle guys are getting chased out everywhere. So it'll be nice to have a safe haven place to fly. Agreed. Yeah. And and I don't know. We've said it many times before, but Matt and Michelle Brooks are we should say it Michelle and Matt Brooks. Super hats off to them for opening their home to all the racers and building this wonderful facility for us to come and give them a headache for a week, a year or more. <laughs> <laughs> exactly there's gonna be a you said, is that official can you tell them what's gonna be out there when you said when you told me the thing you told me uh it's not official yet okay well then we won't tell you you have to tune in next time i'll tell you something later <laughs> but um i have got some travel changes coming up i was supposed to be going to the u.s indoor championships with his which is an on-road carpet race that happens every year the week of thanksgiving qualifying actually or practice rather starts on thanksgiving day i had some scheduling conflict stuff with uh, the family and whatnot so i won't be able to go that week but i will be able to go the week after for the off-road race they do like a back-to-back -back event one week is on-road or in the week after that is off-road where they take the on-road track and they build ramps and you have a carpet off-road race so i will be out for the u.s carpet off-road championships you can look up carpetoffroad.com to find out information that or the u.s indoor champs for information on the on-road race as well that happens in cleveland ohio or um, i think independence ohio is the name of the town but you actually fly into cleveland and it's like 15 minutes away so i'm very much looking forward to that the off-road race looked super rad last year i only went to the on-road race last year so um it's a race that happens in a hotel if i didn't make that clear all the racers kind of stay in the hotel they pit in the the ballroom and the convention center area and it's this big kind of awesome family gathering of rc nerds racing each other for uh three or four days so that'll be happening like i said the weekend after uh, thanksgiving so it's november 30th through the 5th if i'm not mistaken um and then other fun stuff that i just found out about through my contacts it used to be the uh the aerial sports league guys and they've kind of branched off and done different things but my buddy kelvin who is involved with putting on events at various uh, venues that are, events meaning drone races to kind of showcase drones and become a spectator friendly spectacle and they did a lot of the x-class stuff or the giant scale drones and what they came across was an opportunity to go to a nitro monster truck event and put on 15 minute drone race demos during the intermissions and they tapped me in to be the announcer so i'll be in fresno for that event on november 5th and uh i think the event starts at like 6 or 7 p.m but if you're in the fresno area i'm sure you've already heard about the monster trucks coming to town we're going to be there doing a drone demo with street league rigs actually so they'll be huge lit up we'll have giant gates it's going to be it's going to be pretty awesome um i didn't get a lot of information but i have worked with all these pilots in this crew before and they they know what they're doing it's, it's always a good show so nice <clears throat> and monster and trucks yeah, I mean, monster come on. Trucks, I'm excited because I get to watch the Monster Truck Jam also. Like, I love announcing, but to announce to a stadium full of Monster Truck fans is going to be pretty awesome. I'm getting, I'm kind of excited. If, I, if I'm not going to lie. Um, and then I think the final note that we all want to remember is uh, Shames is still fast. Yes, sir. He was at Champs, and he was still very, very fast. So if you don't know who Shames is, 
probably not a fan of the show. You may have just tuned in, but he is um, the captain of Team Heart of America, and he's still very fast. You're welcome, Shams. He pays us to plug him once an episode. So until the payment stop coming, we'll keep plugging him. I'm kidding. <laughs> he's just a really fun, nice guy that I like from racing, and it's good to see the old dudes out there keeping up with the kids. Oh, yeah. I aspire to Shames. I, I think I think I'm old. <laughs> Um, but that brings us to the favorite part of this episode, or of, of every episode. I forgot if the last time I asked you if you still remember who's what the favorite part is. Do you remember what the favorite part of the show is and why? My drum roll. Oh, that's right. It's the drum roll. All right. Give it to us. <laughs> All right. <laughs> it's the weakest, best drum roll ever. Winner of this week's RC stuff is Aaron Lewis from Gaston, Oregon. Um, he didn't tell us what kind of RC stuff he's into, so we're going to shoot him an email and follow up with him. And so you guys know, everyone who's ever entered RC stuff is here. Gaston's email, or Gaston, Aaron's email came in. <laughs> he's one of our original entries from back in 2021. So congratulations, sir. Hopefully your email's still good. I know how people... But that is going to do it, folks. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of RC Stuff, powered by Hobbywing. I have been here with Mr. Mike Chen. My name is Charlie Sawanka, and we will see you all next time. Bye.